And welcome to the podcast with purpose in this world. Welcome to my time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And I'm your host, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Uh, I'm a person that was diagnosed with autism at age three. And as a person on the spectrum, I went to different challenges in my life, such as social communication, being nonverbal to age four, rejection, bullying, discrimination, and many challenges in life. But throughout my life, I've overcome those challenges to achieve key goals of graduating from college, be able to get full-time employment, be writing my own book, become a motivational speaker, being work on doing work on television, and more important today, an international ambassador for autism and many other causes. This is a podcast in which we'll talk about different topics, autism, mental health, and many others that impact our community and our world. And we're gonna have we're gonna have people as guests as, in which I can interview from around the world. So without further ado, welcome to my time with Tony Hernandez Umar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this new episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo, the number one podcast with purpose in this world. And this is your host, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Uh, today, I have a very special interview with a young man who I had the honor and privilege of meeting uh, recently. Uh, his name is Andre Klaas, and his story is one of not only inspiration but perseverance this is a story that that hopefully um you know it can impact you and make you think that hey there's no excuses in life you set out to do what you set out to do obviously in god's favor of course as i always said so andre class uh andre class is a longtime resident born and raised from in florida you're a resident in seminole county florida the city of Sanford. Uh, Andre is an advocate. He's a, you know, he does work in the community in different areas, you know, faith. Um, you know, he, he, he's even run uh, for politics, you know, in his county. And right now he's an entrepreneur. He has is the owner and founder of the Christian uh, Technology Techno, Technical Center in Seminole County. And he's been an entrepreneur since a very young age, an independent autistic advocate. And I had the honor and privilege of interviewing him today. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you and welcome to Andre Class. Andre, thank you so much for uh, coming into my podcast, My Time. Absolutely, Tony, and thank you for having me. Sure, thank you. Uh, you, you and I are a lot alike. You, know, you were diagnosed, you know, Asperger's. Uh, and you know my your story had a great profound impact because we share so many things but I would like I would like to leave it to you to say it from your own words first question uh, in your own words who is Andre class well probably what I would say Tony is that well I came from a very unique uh, situation I was raised by a single mom never knew my dad and I was raised in the Jewish faith um, but uh, I had so many different identities that I developed from being a professional businessman as the lead sales associate at Refresh Computers to becoming a candidate for public office to being the host of the Tech Talk radio show on WDBO. But uh, today, the most important identity, I would say, would probably be as an ambassador of Christ in each and everything that I do. 
Um, so as you know, I was born uh, with an autism spectrum condition called Asperger's syndrome. It was diagnosed when I was very young, like two or three. And originally there were doctors that said I'd never be able to talk. And then next thing you know, here I am as a radio talk show host, a uh, very, very outgoing, outspoken public speaker, and uh, being able to accomplish a lot of things in my life that people said that I'd probably never be able to do. And uh, of course, it's a great joy to be able to, now, of course, be a continued servant leader in our community, both at my church at Lake Mary Church, as well as to be able to have my own ministry organization dedicated to helping people in computers and technology. Well, you have done so many things. I mean, you have persevered and you've been being independent since a very young age. I think nothing was given to you. You had to found, find a way to survive. And what helped you to go to the next level is that something was missing was your faith in Christ. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But let's go to when you were growing up. You were diagnosed at age two and three with Asperger's. How was that process of growing up in school? And what were some of the challenges and that you faced and some of the hobbies? Absolutely. Very glad you asked. And uh, for me, um, one thing that I noticed uh, that I recognize is that I had a lot of issues with sensory perception, social integration. Um, when I was younger, I had, I had speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. Um, I, even though I was in regular classes with the other students that uh, I would still have to be called out for like speech therapy. I'd sit around the table with other kids. And uh, if you said the word right, you got a little stick pretzel thing. And um, then, of course, uh, um, I had like special remedial training with like spelling and things. And um, despite that, I still got pretty good grades. And uh, I was still, uh, still had a bit of difficulties, though, with making friends. Because uh, I was bullied a lot. A lot of concepts were concrete. Like if you told me you're going to do something, or if you say something is going to be a certain way, then that's the way it should be, or that's the way it must be. And, uh, so um, in growing up, I had a lot of difficulties with that. Um, nothing that really stood out was uh, in my sophomore year of high school. Um, there was this uh, girl I had a crush on, of course. Um, the uh, teachers and the staff members and, of course, her parents didn't like that the the poor autism kid did not have the right to have a crush on the, the rich popular girl <laughs> and then old convoluted situation where that was just being put down and um, it was a very very hurting situation and in the end uh, in the 11th grade year I ended up uh, leaving public school uh, to go into uh, online school got my first job in flight simulation uh, right after my 17th birthday and as you can see behind me I actually got my certification work on computers in my 10th grade year at Crooms and it was also the last year in fact that in 2008 was actually the last year the CompTIA A plus certification was considered a lifetime certification um, so after that I went right into full-time employment in the tech space uh, first at Elite Simulations uh, the flight simulator company and then after that, I uh, went to uh, Refresh Computers, which is a local computer retailer. And then uh, I continued to rise up the ranks uh, from being just a, an ordinary sales guy to being able to become the lead sales associate, 
brand ambassador, doing all the public presentations, trade shows, social media, and even becoming the full-time host of the Tech Talk radio program. Um, when I was uh, working for Refresh Computers, I would do this as a live program, doing uh, live computer questions on the air every Sunday afternoon. And in fact, there was one year that as me as with me as the host that tech talk was even the top rated show in the nielsen ratings for that time slot as the most listened to program in the entire central florida market and so it was definitely quite an accomplishment uh, but yet uh, when of course uh, the lord put this mission on my heart then it was time to leave of course and be able to go in a full-time ministry with technology but uh, I definitely credit uh, my time at Refresh Computers for helping me to develop my uh, professional skills as well as my social ability to where I used to be a very, very reserved, closed off person. And then being able to go around, greet customers and help them with their needs, it really helped me open up. And uh, so I'm very, very grateful for having that opportunity as much as there were times that myself and leadership didn't really see eye to eye about certain uh, certain things. I'm definitely blessed for the time I had there. Definitely, wow! And and your story, I mean, you be you put yourself out there in positions. You know, I can talk also from experience because I also work in sales, in customer service, getting up to management level. And you put yourself, despite the challenges with social communication or interacting with others, you put yourself out there. But what what is one key factor? Because you, you may have parents that are watching or listening to this interview. They may have a they they have a loved one on the autism spectrum, or somebody themselves is autistic. What would you tell them? Is one thing that helped you to overcome? the stigma to overcome what other people were saying that you cannot do this doing that how what is one one thing that perhaps can help these families or can help the autistic individuals absolutely and what i would probably have to say is your child is not defined by a label so many times society tries to group people based upon a certain trait or a certain characteristic and uh they oftentimes will try to hold you back or try to uh, say that you don't really have a potential because of a condition or because of a limitation, because of a disability. But you know, in my many years working in this field, I have seen people accomplish so many extraordinary things. I'll give you an example of someone I had the privilege of meeting recently. Um, one of the world's most famous evangelists, his name is Nick Bolshevik. And uh, I had the privilege of meeting him recently at a conference in Orlando. And uh, he was born without limbs, no arms, no legs. Yet, he was a great inspiration to me even before I came to know Christ. And yet he's accomplished so much in his life and he's becoming a successful entrepreneur, businessman, and evangelist. He's preached the gospel to over one billion people. I mean, that's a truly extraordinary feat right there. And uh, so many people, whether it's autism spectrum conditions, or with blindness, or with deafness, these type of conditions don't define us. And even with our obstacles, even with our challenges, God made us perfect in All of us are made perfect in the image of God. 
And so don't let society, don't let the things of the world dictate who you are or who your children is or who your family is. Just love unconditionally, nurture that spirit of growth and take strength in knowing what is possible. Even here in Longwood, our, my friend, our mayor, Matt Morgan, has a nonverbal autistic son. And it's just amazing to see how this young man has grown. I mean, playing sports, it's truly amazing to see what God can do, how he continues to give strength situations that's me and everything that we have around us it's all of god and that's the beauty of it definitely and all, and even you're, yourself you're really yeah. well versed too you like we've come a long way as well and uh, from getting dinner with you and uh, the two of us uh, getting to share our life testimonies i mean so many people out there with these labels but yet to be able to continue doing extraordinary things in the world, for the community, for the gospel. And I hope uh, to be able to continue the rest of my days just being able to be the Lord's servant here in this world. Definitely. And, you know, when we shared the testimonies, I met you and, and I was taken away. I was taken away by your testimony, by your experience, your life stories. I mean, you have taken a lot of hits and and overcoming and overcoming that with the Lord's favor has been the key in your life. And I want to ask you, in terms of, you know, speaking about the Lord, speaking about Christ, as you know, you and I, you know, I know that there's different people that may have different beliefs, but we believe that Christ is our Lord and Savior, that Christ is the life and center of our lives. And always, in my case, you know, a little bit of my story, it's always, has always, it's always been ups and downs. But into this year, in which I was able to be born again, fully baptized in in, the, in Christ's favor. When this, when did Christ, when this relationship with the Lord begin, and how it impacted the rest of your life? Thank you for asking. Uh, so for me, um, it actually came out of running for public office, of all things. Yeah. Uh, so back in uh, 2018. I had thought to run for a county commissioner in the 2020 general election. And uh, I felt that even with everything I was doing in my life, that it felt like there was something missing. And uh, I had the desire to be able to help those in the community by becoming a leader and being able to make positive impacts on some of the issues that mattered most on the local level, on both the left and the right, as it relates to specific quality of life issues uh, use of taxpayer dollars, uh, and things of that nature. And so um, to get on the ballot for county commissioner uh, in that particular race, there's two ways to do it. One, you could pay the big money fee, or the other way is that you can qualify by the grassroots method, which is qualifying by petition, in which case you have to have 1% of eligible voters in your race able to sign your petition or ballot qualification and so in this case for the Seminole County Commission race um, being a, a partisan countywide race that uh, there's over 300,000 registered voters 
So I had to get 3,000 signatures to be able to qualify to be on the ballot. And so uh, part of running for office, of course, the essential component to do it the right way is going around, meeting people, and uh, showing up and just asking voters to sign your petition. So you just to be on the ballot. And uh, so in the first month I was on the campaign trail was August of 2018. I went to Seminole State College because I knew it was student life week. And so I was thinking, hey, this would be a good opportunity to network with uh, people in that, 20, that 20s demographic that I was. And potentially get some more signatures. And there was a table there for student life week because it's their student affiliate organizations. There was a table for an organization called ENC, Every Nation Campus, which is the college ministry of Lake Mary Church. And one of the people running the table was actually the daughter of someone I knew from the political scene. Um, she invited me, basically, she says like, hey, um, come on, visit our church. You'll make a lot of friends and we'll help you get signatures. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, um, but I had no clue what to expect from that experience. Um, and when I went there, um, there was uh, a lot of good amount of fellowship, friendships that were built. And uh, Pastor Tom Breckwalt, he preached a really powerful message. And as it turned out, Pastor Tom, who was pictured uh, right over here, this is a picture from the day I got baptized. Mm -hmm. uh, he was actually the manager of the gym that my mother and I went to when I was younger. So he was actually the one that sold us our gym membership at Lifestyle Family Fitness of all things. Wow. I didn't nice. connect that was the same person until later on when he shared his testimony at a later time. But after after I was there, I kept having this feeling that I, that I should keep coming back. And logically, as a candidate, of course, political candidate, you make the stop, you do what you're there to do, you move on. But something just really felt different. And so I kept coming back. And the more I kept going back, the more the Lord kept opening my heart to come to know the truth of the gospel, come to know who Christ really was and what God has done and can do in my life. And uh, so it was the evening of February 26th of 2019. Um, it was the week before I was going on my candidacy education training trip in Washington, D.C., and that night, uh, the church had bought the property just at the end of 2018. So um, they were doing construction. The fire alarms were going off during the service. And uh, it ended up running long. Pastor Tom usually closes uh, one of these uh, evening services with an altar call by whoever feels ready to uh, make that commitment to give their lives to Christ. And Pastor Tom's like, I'm sorry for keeping you late. See you guys next time. Have a good night. And that was it. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm just feeling that, no, this is the time. This is, I'm ready to, to do this night. I just walk right up to Pastor Tom like, hey, Pastor Tom, you forgot the most important part of the service. And I am not waiting until next time. how I came to give my life to Jesus. And uh, uh, I was discipled and mentored under the one-to-one -one, uh, discipleship program. So as I was going as i was going through this campaign for office and mm -hmm. going through this political experience i was also being mentored and 
I got baptized. I went through the four of discipleship, uh, went to our biblical foundations class. Uh, and right before COVID, I did uh, Quip, which is uh, where they, they basically give us the training into how do we go around and lead our community for Jesus. And then uh, 10 days before the election, I graduated with, from the power day to become a full leader in our church. And uh, of course, I had a broken jaw at that time, so that was a rather rough experience. But mm -hmm. uh, um, and since then, of course, uh, continuing to grow in faith throughout this whole political journey. And uh, back in July of 2020, uh, so whereas the world at first had been going crazy with these COVID lockdowns, I mean, our church did 50 days straight of driving services in the parking lot during the COVID lockdowns. I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, then two months later, July of 2020, our church is doing a full-on conference at the Marriott called Break. And that was the first ever breakthrough conference of, of impartation vision that uh, Pastor Tom had. And uh, from that conference, I came to realize that while outwardly I was running for office for all the right reasons, I was making impact on the issues that matter. I was doing my full due diligence and being out there as a candidate. And, um, but yet I came to realize from that breakthrough conference that I was trying to cover up from brokenness that I've experienced in my life, the abandonment, not knowing my father, the bullying I went through. I was trying to seek admiration and acceptance and purpose from the things of this world. And in truth, while indeed everybody, a lot of people really admired the pro, my progress and everything I did with this political campaign, and truth, I wasn't meant to win this election, and I knew that. But of course, I stuck it out to the end. I mean, in, in the end, the impacts from bringing attention to these issues, I mean, we, we made positive results for the people in Midway. We brought attention to a lot of these issues, sure, but... I came to realize that I was trying to fill a void in my heart that really could only be fulfilled from knowing my heavenly father, my eternal father in Jesus Christ. And uh, from that, after I lost the election, still got over 10,000 votes, so I'm pretty happy with that. But uh, I was trying to think of, okay, Lord, what is my purpose now? What is my ultimate destiny? What am I meant to do? And uh, then afterwards, uh, Pastor Shai was preaching on a sermon series, Making Change, and the sermon in particular was that Sunday after Thanksgiving 2020. It was called Tomorrow Matters. And uh, that's when I had that flashback to Foundations, how Pastor was talking about how many times that we end up being more fruitful for the gospel in our particular fields of trade about using those gifts and talents that we're blessed with to honor God and grow the kingdom originating from first Peter 410 mm -hmm. that I had this vision to uh, launch an organization a ministry where I can take my talents of technology to fulfill a critically underserved need in the community this is the Christian Tech Center correct I was That's right. to ask about that oh, okay and also reach people for the gospel of Christ and so that's when that vision came 2021 is being a pretty stagnant year, but I was interviewing with different government officials, civic leaders, 
uh, heads of other nonprofits uh, helping me craft this vision. Uh, give a special uh, special credit to Christopher Ham, who's uh, he worked at the Sharing Center at the time, mm-hmm. and he's the executive director of one of our regional agency partners at uh, Rescue Outreach Mission. Definitely, and I have a question. I mean, you know, your story is is once again impactful. What all of the, that you have done, uh, you know, and you're in a very young age, whether you are an autistic or Asperger, whatever, and you have achieved so much and so many people that don't have a condition that they don't have anything they don't they have so much potential and unfortunately they're stuck in and with all due respect in mediocrity they don't go beyond their capability to achieve great things in god's favor and and you have your true example whether you know beyond autism of somebody that set goals in his in your life that to achieve it and and i think you keep persevering man and and with god on your side and put it in, in his hands i uh, mean the the you know there's no limit in terms of what you can accomplish so Absolutely. as we so as we wrap up our interview um andre one quick question that i always ask and very you can answer it very briefly uh, do you see everything that you have gone through do you see autism or asperger as your you know as an asset or a liability and what will be your message to families impacted by autism or any other special needs a very good question tony um, so i definitely would see it as an asset for sure because from experiencing what i have god has a perfect plan and a purpose for all of us and indeed some of it often involves having to take that leap of faith to execute upon that plan and when the Lord put it upon my heart that now was the time to take the leap of faith, because, I mean, I held on to a lot of fear. I mean, something that's common with people in our condition is a fear of change, that we need that pattern, we need that routine. And uh, a lot of times, even regular non-autistic people are afraid to take that leap of faith. They're afraid to change things or rise up to that full potential that God calls for them. A big part indeed was when uh, I held on to that fear because my identity was, even though I was living with the identity as a servant of Christ, I was also holding on to that identity of my professional refresh computers, and I was afraid to let that go because my professional career was tied into my representation under that company, under that brand. And God told me that I need to take the leap, that leap of faith and release myself from the bondage of this world, and that was my previous job. I put every single penny I had of my savings launching Christian Tech Center. Now we've already given out over 100 computers, uh, already serviced countless machines for people in need. And uh, of course, the potential is endless as we continue to make impacts for the community, reach people for the gospel. So from growing up with this condition and from having these obstacles and these difficulties and from that experience with running for office, which really helped with God, where he put me in that position where I was able to build trust and wrap on relationships in the community. Going through these experiences, they helped me with becoming more of an empathetic and compassionate person, to be more receptive to the people around me that I'm trying to serve, and to be able to, of course, uh, better relate to these struggles. In, the, in fact, uh, I'm glad to say that uh, recently we had the privilege of developing an interagency partnership with the Special Needs Advocacy Program, which is dedicated for helping 
families in need with uh, circumstances and challenges that arise from autism spectrum conditions and other special needs. That's awesome. That's man. I mean, you have, I mean, the partnerships, everything that you're doing for our community, people need to learn about, about this work that you're doing beyond Seminole, beyond Longwood, beyond Sanford, because that's what we need with the challenges that are, you know, our world is facing. We need leaders right now. We need leadership. And that leadership, you know, as, a, you, know, as you mentioned, is, you know, the Lord is, has to be the central part of that leadership. Uh, so, I mean, I, it's been a truly an honor of my life to interview you, uh, Andre, for you to share your story, to share your testimony. A quick question before we leave. Uh, any future plans? What future plans? do you Are you planning to run for office again? Or well, or something that you can tell me or not yet? <laughs> well, um, I pretty much decided to quit politics because in the end, when you focus on the things of the world, you lose focus on the things of the spirit. And I... Amen to devote myself entirely for the gospel of Christ for the rest of my days. If the God puts it on my heart to potentially get back into the political realm, that would be it, but it would probably be something more of a localized, if anything. But really, I'm not thinking in one ounce about politics. My predominant focus is continuing to spread the good news of the Lord, to be able to serve as main need in our community, utilize our current operation, and think about uh, opportunities for growth in the future. And of course, if you're uh, watching this, uh, you can also learn more about Christian Tech Center by going on our website, which is christiantechcenter.com. Our handle on Instagram and Facebook is also Christian Tech Center. That way you can follow our adventures, um, uh, any upcoming fundraisers, any upcoming events, as we uh, grow and expand our services. And you have an event coming up this weekend, right? A, a drive through, uh, you know, you have an event coming up on Saturday, right? The in Sanford? Yep, so uh, for example, uh, this Saturday uh, on the uh, 13th, uh, we have the uh, PDQ uh, Spirit Night fundraising night, where if you go to the PDQ in Sanford on Reinhardt Road, uh, mention our organization's name, and they're going to give us a 20% cut of the bill. And so, of course, every penny counts when it comes to supporting our operation. And uh, as a registered 501c3, um, any contributions are, of course, tax deductible, and you can go to ChristianTechCenter.com and hit the red little donate link in the top right corner, or even uh, you can donate through Facebook, uh, where Facebook Verified Charity and PayPal Verified Charity, and uh, as an, and we are an all-inclusive organization, so we help any and all in need, regardless of faith, regardless of background, regardless of how you identify with Methodists. The most important thing that Jesus taught us amen and and you know as i said you know you have a purpose that you're fulfilling that purpose that god gave you and i'm very proud and honored to meet you to learn your story uh for everybody that is watching and and or listening to this interview you if you want to learn more about andre and the work that he does uh go follow uh, christian tech center it's going to be on social media on the on his website I'll be putting the links of, of everything, uh, Andre, so people can follow you and reach out to you. And hopefully um, they can support your project. And and any and basically, um, you know, any final word before we go that you want to say or? Um, if I may, I'd like to close in prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to get together in friendship and fellowship. Lord, continue to open hearts and minds 
know your, the truth of your gospel, to know your love. We ask that you continue to use us as your instruments of faith, able to serve those in our community, able to go out and glorify you with our actions and our deeds. And Father, we thank you for Tony and may this podcast continue to sell, may this podcast continue to grow and flourish. Yes, they continue to provide for our Christian Tech Center mission. Boy, this whole project has been an example of your divine faithfulness of your provision. Thank you, Jesus. Without you, none of this is possible. Yes, they continue to outpour blessing, grant your blessing over our communities, grant a blessing over these families. Let any negative influences be held. Because right now there's so much turbulence in our society. Yes, that you bring peace to our community and straight to our community. Let your ever abounding love fill the hearts of your people. In your almighty name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Andre. Thank you so much for coming into my podcast. I think this is one of the most impactful interviews I have ever done in my life so far. Um, I wish you and your organization nothing but the best, that, you, that the Lord continue to bless you. And I wish you, you know, continue making that difference in, in, Jesus, faith, in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you, Andre, for, for coming to this episode of My Time with Tony Nandes Boomer. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, a privilege to be here, and thank you for having me. Thank you, and well, and if you got, if you enjoyed this episode of my time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo, I invite you to please subscribe to my uh, podcast through Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube. You know, please support this podcast, and if you want to learn about my work, you can visit me at tonyhernandezpumarejo.com and follow me on social media at Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. If you're interested in learning more about my work and my book, call, you know, you can learn more about my story reading and autism and scripted life available on Amazon. Thank you all for joining in this episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Until next time, everyone have a wonderful night. Blessings. And this is it for another episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. I hope you like it. Uh, so if you want to learn a little bit more information in terms of the work that I do, um, please uh, subscribe to my social media, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube under my, my name, Tony Hernandez, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. You can also follow my website, www.tonyhernandezpumarejo.com. And if you're interested in getting a copy of my book, An Autism of Scripted Life, uh, you can purchase it from Amazon and, or any other platform, including my own, you know, my, my website. So I hope you liked this episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And until next time we, we meet, thank you. And have a wonderful day. Blessings. <laughs>